Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for CEO Exclusive, brought to you by Anona Enterprises. Good morning and welcome to CEO Exclusive, where we get emerging trends from CEOs and their most trusted advisors. I'm your host, Soyini Koch. I think there are a lot of people in Atlanta this week who are looking for just about any way possible to get off the roads. And for those of you who are listening outside Atlanta, a couple weeks ago, one of our major highways just kind of fell apart one morning. And our guests are going to talk to us about one of those ways to get off the roads. We have with us Eric Hunger, president of Electrobike Georgia, and Alan Goodman, CEO of the Brookhaven Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you. Eric, tell us what the Electrobike is. I've never heard of an Electrobike before. So tell us what it is and where your store is and how traffic is affecting your business. Well, the Electrobike is, uh, consider it three bikes in one. You can pedal it change gears, get all the exercise you want. It has pedal assist, which means it'll the motor will assist you in climbing every hill in Atlanta without breaking into a sweat. And they also have throttles. So if you feel that, uh, you don't feel like pedaling, you can just hit the throttle and go 15 miles an hour. And then the, all these bikes go 25, 35 miles on a single charge. As far as this event that occurred a couple of weeks ago, uh, when 85 bridge uh, span went down, we had seen an increase in traffic and people walking in and uh, saying, foot traffic, you mean. foot traffic. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, gotta and, be specific in Atlanta. Yes. Yes, you do. And so we have nine different brands, uh, not, excuse me, nine different styles that, uh, they can choose from, from a standard beach bike looking, uh, unit to, uh, a fat tire bike, which is becoming more popular these days. And, um, it looks like something out of Mad Max, but uh, so in everything in between. And where is your store? Our store is uh, in Brookhaven. It's the corner of uh, North Druid Hills and uh, Briarcliff in what they call Brighton Park. That's our first store that we opened up. Mm. And uh, for those of you who don't know, that's kind of ground zero for this 85 meltdown that happened. So are you having trouble or are fewer people coming into the store this last couple of weeks because of the, because they can't get to you physically? Great question. But we have people walking in and say, it took me 45 minutes to get here, but I'm determined to buy a bike from you. And we actually had somebody divert from uh, their trip to uh, New York mm-hmm. to swing by and buy two bikes from us uh, on their way back to New York City. So I think from what I can see, people kind of going out of their ways to see what these bikes are all about and how I can save time for them. Hmm. And uh, one more thing about this, about the operation of the bike. So um, as I'm pedaling, am I generating, generating energy too that the bike can use or no? No, we looked at, we looked at doing that. And from an engineering standpoint, the technology exists, uh, but it would add about four or $500 to the cost of the bike. And, uh, there's not enough mass in the bikes to really give you the reward of regenerative power. And our objective was to keep the electric bikes between $1,000 and $2,000 at retail and appeal to the masses. So technology's there. It doesn't, you don't get much benefit from it. But we, we uh, address the, the battery side of it so that you can now go 25, 35 miles on a single charge. Hmm. And um, so how long does it take to charge the bike? And 
you know, you said that people can go up to 25 miles. So are you seeing some of your customers actually use this bike for daily commuting? Absolutely. Absolutely. And a professor from Emory bought one of the bikes and I had expressed to him the mileage range. Little did I know that he was going to actually uh, apply current math and calculations and gave me the voltage readout all the way up through 31 miles that the bike went and a uh, funny character. But uh, yeah, we have, you know, people are coming in and, um, you know, they say, what's your target market? And I said, we don't have one. Uh, we have everybody from... I'm eight- a strategist. No, 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 no. We have everybody from 18 to 89 years of age. And uh, the 89-year-old person wanted to buy the bike so that he could commute four miles to visit his 101-year-old friend. Mm, that's awesome. That's awesome. And Alan, you've seen Eric kind of spring up in your in, in Brookhaven. Yes. Are you seeing, like, how is traffic, and, and you're also, you know, Brookhaven is ground zero for this 85 event on, on Highway 85. How are you seeing the traffic affect you, the other businesses that are in the chamber, the what people are resorting to to try to, to cope? Most people probably wish they could afford a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, especially in the mornings, because people that were usually getting on to 85 are going straight down Peachtree. So Peachtree all the way up past Brookhaven into Shambly, all the way down Peachtree till you get toward Buckhead is bumper to bumper. And that's going to continue and people are trying to find alternative routes. And part of the problem is a lot of the alternative routes, there's road work going on. So you get one lane and you turn around. So it's very difficult. So Eric could probably open a second store in Brookhaven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. It's just you know, traffic is always bad. Now, every day is like Christmas shopping. Hmm. So it's just unbelievable. Hmm. You and Eric, you know, you, as I understand, helped Eric come into Brookhaven. How are you seeing the movement towards renewable energy, you know, green living? Uh, is that something that you're seeing amongst your other, the other uh, companies that are in the chamber as well? We're seeing that in quite a bit now. We're, there's a new company that is, uh, that's just come in to Brookhaven that is an Irish company. So the headquarters is in Ireland. They've come into Brookhaven. They do cybersecurity. And one of their reasons for coming in is they're very green energy. Conscious? Conscious, yeah. The conscious, that's a word. I was, I was unconscious, so I appreciate that. So that was one of the first things that they said. They wanted to be here. They're in a, they're in a part of Brookhaven. All sorts of transportation can be used. They're close to MARTA. They, uh, the two MARTA stations, one at uh, Perimeter Mall, you know Perimeter Mall, and another MARTA station right in Brookhaven. What MARTA does is they have some shuttle services, too, so people can get around. And as you know, with uh, millennials, they want to be close to MARTA if, uh, if they're going to work. So no matter where they live, they can get on MARTA and get close to where their job is. And like this company I was telling you about, they are employing 150 people right now, and they plan to increase it to 500. 
So mixed transportation is very important to them. And I imagine with, uh, with all of the uh, condos and apartments that are going up in and around Brookhaven, there's going to be more need for electro bike for people just going to work. And um, so as people, what are you seeing, Eric, in terms of the balance? Do people really, maybe I am sorry for being skeptical, but are people really using the bike to go to work every day? Um, Yes. And and I'll give you, we have people walking in that have moved intentionally down on the belt line or as close to it as they, Mm. they can. And for those uh, of you listening outside the city, the Beltline is this wonderful bike trail that they put right in the center of the city that's going to be form a ring around the kind of central part of uh, Atlanta. Um, and they're calling it like an emerald, an emerald something, something. I don't remember what they're calling it, but it's supposed to be beautiful and it's great. And the first two miles, you know, are um, a big hit in Atlanta. Yeah, they're gonna, the Beltline, they'll eventually connect it all the way around, as you said. The millennials, to make it categorize some people, have sought these residents out and uh, people have come in and said, I want to buy a bike because I want to commute to work on the Beltline. And I'm, I'm thinking, gosh, I wish I could be that young again because that would be a fabulous way to get to work. And they don't want to, they don't want to sweat going to work because we know if you're outside of Atlanta, you know, uh, you may not know that the uh, middle of summer, it's 95 degrees, high humidity. You're lucky if it's 95. Talk about pushing close to 100 or right. over 100. So uh, we've had people, <laughs> professionals that come in and say, I wanna, I'm want i going to wear my suit to work and I don't want to sweat. So there's a lot of pressure on me to make sure they have the right bike and like wattage of motor and all of that. But uh, And uh, and then they'll bring their uh, exercise clothes, change the office, and then not turn the pedal assist on and get all their other exercise on the way home. Mm, that's awesome. That's really great. So just to talk a little bit about the, the overall trend, is this a, an existing market or are you the first of your kind ever, both in Atlanta and, and I know that you're a franchise, so mm-hmm. in the country as well? It's an existing market that because of technological input has is going to grow exponentially as far as application of electric bikes are concerned. For example... If people remember the original electric bike came out 20 years ago, it ran on a lead-acid battery. It looked like a uh, scooter. You could pedal it, change gears. And just sitting there, it weighed 100, over 100 pounds. So today, with the technological changes, some huge between 2008 and 2012, these bikes now weigh anywhere from 33 pounds to 50 pounds, and then they can go as I said before, 25 to 35 miles. When I looked into it, uh, the data from 2015 showed that there were 400,000 electric bikes in the United States. Electric bikes or electro bikes? Your, your brand or just in general? Electric bikes. Okay. Yeah. And it was growing at uh, 15 to 18% per year, depending on what you read. And I thought that was a pretty good basis and I, to make a decision because as, our, as we're getting older, Speak for yourself, Eric. I know. She's she's quite young and attractive. Okay, I'm 60 and quite decrepit. So, uh, but um, I think when you reach that time where 55, 50, 65, uh, the knees are going, uh, the hips are going. I mean, take a look at Alan. Everything's going on Alan. (laughs) Thank you. No problem. And so the electric bike solves a problem. If you really like 
to bike and you can get out there and do as much as you want to do and then relax and not pedal at all and take the throttle. So great, 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 great. Um, and so we start, so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of drawing now on your previous history as a oh, and marketing, now you're, now you're in trouble. Mark, marketing professional. And we were talking a little bit about your market analysis as you were thinking about going into this, this industry or, and, and into this um, niche specifically. Mm-hmm. So are there any other demographic trends uh, that enabled you to really feel comfortable with making this decision? Because the CEOs who are listening, I mean, are often looking faced with a new opportunity or having to evaluate a new market. What other edge-making criteria did you use as you were thinking about uh, buying into the electrobike concept? I was looking at, it was a balance of you know, looking at the citizens of the U.S. aging. There's a trend for electric bikes, electric bikes to grow. I think that number I gave you, 15, 18% is conservative growth annually. Technological changes I mentioned. And then I saw a trend where instead of living way outside of Atlanta or a major city, people were, are now gravitating inwards. And as the cities increase their, I guess, appeal, if you will, the bike industry is, uh, as a whole, is pushing cities to put in bike lanes. Mm. And we've seen a resurgence of that. Um, A lot of money Atlanta has allocated to that. So trying to balance all those out, I arrived at the decision that, you know, after three months of researching this, that uh, I might be a little early, but I think it's the right thing for me to invest my money into. Great. And, and Alan, tell us why, why Brookhaven? So, Eric, you, you made the decision to locate inside of Brookhaven. Right. You're the, the CEO of the Chamber of Commerce here. Why, why do you think it's, it's a match? Or why do you think it's, Eric was, um, you know, was, was well-served in locating in Brookhaven specifically? Well, Brookhaven is constantly growing and also... A lot of other areas around Atlanta are doing a lot of the same things. But in Brookhaven, you have a lot of retail and restaurants. A couple of the streets in Brookhaven, it's like restaurant row. So it's it's very easy for people to go from uh, uh, retail to restaurants, back to retail. And if they have something like an electro bike, it's going to make... Th- everything more convenient. As Eric was saying about the bike trails and, and that, you get into Brookhaven where parking is not easy, you know, and so if you have an electro bike, you know, you can, uh, you can park in a lot of different spots. Mm. So all of that, all of that helps. Mm. You know, another, another thing that's, that I think uh, is, is helping Eric, I don't know if he'd want to mention this, but well, mention it. That's those are the things yeah. that we love to hear the best. But yeah, you want to share that with me before yeah, you yeah, put it on there? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. you know, you can stop the tape if he doesn't yeah. want to hear it. There we go. But uh, uh, but Eric had an idea. I helped him bring it to the Brookhaven police chief about doing a prototype bike that's going to benefit police. And so he developed this prototype bike. He uh, relied on uh, the police to give input. So the bike is uh, is incredible looking. It it has uh, a little siren on it, and it has flashing lights on it. 
<laughs> and it's and it's phenomenal. So in uh, in it's, it's a big siren. Okay. Just clarify on that. And the lights are pretty impressive. Just ask the chief. He'll know. He'll tell you. Let me rephrase that. It's a huge, huge sign. There you go. (laughs) And and it doesn't have a little bicycle bell. No, I took that off. (laughs) I put that on your bike. (laughs) And and the police officers who are using it are thrilled with it. So, you know, and that's... think that's going to be a wave of the future. I can see a lot of different communities around the area doing that because, number one, it's going to save on on energy. And number two, it allows them, with all of the apartments and all of the small areas, it allows these uh, police officers to patrol a lot easier. And it's better than them being on foot because if they happen to spot somebody that's not up to any good, they're on this bike and the bike can outrun any of them. The bike's actually, we... The police bike? The police bike. With the huge siren? With the huge siren and the major lights. Uh, I, you can program that bike and uh, to go faster than what you would sell to the public. Hmm. And so... But it'll use the juice up faster, won't it? Yes, it will. Yes, it will. And, uh, but we have that if uh, on pedal assist, the officer's able to go about 35 to 40 miles an hour if he wants to. Wow. You can definitely catch somebody with that. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, well, and a couple of the officers have even commented jokingly. You know, occasionally somebody uh, thinks they're going to outrun us because we're on this bike, and they don't know the power of the bike. So we just say, go ahead, give it your best shot. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So uh, for those of you listening, we're talking to Eric Hunger, president of Electrobike Georgia. And Alan Goodman, who's the CEO of the Brookhaven Chamber of Commerce, of which Eric is a member. So I understand, Alan, you were very supportive of Eric coming into, into Brookhaven. And for a retail establishment like the Electrobike, the location is absolutely everything. So Alan shared with us a little bit about some of the demographics and trends for why um, Brookhaven was a, a match. But I'm, I'm wondering if you could take us through your thought process, and Eric, and in, in, in thinking through exactly where you're going to locate the most difficult decision you're going to actually make because, you know, once I got through the fact that I had a high quality bike that was 30% below my nearest competitor at the retail level, as we talked about its location, location, I started looking at the demographics, you know, around the greater Atlanta area, uh, what the trends were going to be as far as completion of bike trails and what the commitments were from the cities to completion of those bike trails. And then, of course, where Brighton Park is, uh, they had just spent $8.5 million refurbishing the exteriors of the building. Regency, who runs that, are super nice people and were very helpful. So then I, I literally just sat outside in a parking lot and watched the traffic and the demographics of that traffic. And I did there in Sandy Springs and other locations just to get a real-world feeling. You know, are the numbers I'm looking at realistically, you know, because you can say anything, put them on paper. So then that's, I got with Alan and we started talking. And one of the the other decisions was how easy and how quick can you open a store once you make that decision without naming any anybody else other than Brookhaven. Brookhaven had, had intentionally streamlined their paperwork process and got the right people in place so that uh, as a new business, you can go from 
a dream to certificate of occupancy within eight to 12 weeks. That's impressive. It's very impressive. And also, what, what the city does is very business-friendly. You know, Eric just city gave of Brookhaven. You, city of Brookhaven. Eric just gave you an example with the, uh, the process. But also, if, uh, if there's a problem, you can get in touch with the uh, city manager. It's easy to get in touch with the city council people as well. So everybody is is going to try to help a business to uh, to thrive. And how do you develop that culture? Because uh, there's a a chamber that shall not be named, <laughs> where <laughs> I've been trying to get in touch with the CEO to interview him, and like for months, and he hasn't returned my phone call. And I'm like, oh my god, really? So like, how do you actually, Alan, create that culture and and give some insti- you know institutionalization to being easy to reach, being able to re- be be able to do business with, etc. One reason is we're humble. We know that uh, the, <laughs> we know that that's a word that's not used in business often. No, no. it's not. No, not <laughs> no. at all. But it, it's, it, it's it's the, not the, used anywhere in America often now. Any humble and hungry. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so that's the reason. You know, I I don't know who this uh, CEO you were talking about. I mean, it doesn't sound like uh, anybody in uh, Great Atlanta. But um, that goes. That's another conversation. But with Brookhaven, you know, everybody in the government and with the chamber is very interested in helping businesses to come in and businesses to grow. And if uh, and our philosophy is, if businesses are growing and prospering, that should encourage other businesses to come in and take a chance. So that that's part of the philosophy. Uh, we're also uh, with the chamber, and uh, and Eric is uh, is actually chairman of this new committee. He I, he doesn't know it yet, but he's, the, <laughs> he's been vol- being voluntold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we're we're having a committee that's compro- comprised of people like Eric that's been successful in business and in other businesses, and they're actually going to take time out of their schedules to go around to all of the businesses at some point in Brookhaven to see if they can, uh, if they can be of any assistance, if there's any problems that they're having that uh, from their experiences, like Eric's experience, that they can, uh, they can help these, uh, these new businesses benefit. If, if I may chime in. Sure. We've had some, as, as the city's new, we have code enforcement officers that get, Anxious, uh, <laughs> aggressive, and it causes problems. If you mean the, the parking lady who's who's going to give me a parking ticket if I'm 15 seconds late? That no, I'm, code well, it could be code enforcement. If, if you want to put a sign out or oh. uh, um, something a little elaborate, if you will, to attract attention, tasteful but not you know not gaudy. Of course, that. of course, tasteful. We ran into a problem, and I'll just show you. Within, I got cited because of my bikes outside the store. Siren was too big. Yes, it was. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to kill you for that. So um, then, so anyway, very nice lady, but she was enforcing, it was her job. But to have bikes and display that outside your store is kind of critical. So without going into too much details, Alan had the problem along with a couple other people within the city resolved in less than 24 hours. My bikes were back outside. Because I get people walking into Fresh Market and say, oh, I didn't know you existed. This is really neat. So 
that was important to me. So the, the, the moral of that story is that Brookhaven is small, aggressive, supportive of small businesses. And uh, when you get something resolved in a political environment in less than 24 hours. Yeah, that's really great. I think he walks on water. Oh, <laughs> well, he knows where the stones are, but, <laughs> well, just, but I think he walks on water. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's such a, so, so important for this time of year, right? Like, yes. You know, yeah, well, it's yes. A, that's very timely. <laughs> Well, I walk on water because I can't swim. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you very much. Um, anything that you want to share that we haven't discussed yet that you think would be great for our CEO or listeners to know? Any other new models of bikes that you think that they want to know about? Or, Alan, anything happening at the chamber that you think would be good to, to share? There's always something happening at the chamber. We're, we're having uh, lunches and breakfasts, and we're uh, we just finished a lunch with uh, Senator Perdue, who is the junior senator for Georgia and is on several important committees. So we had him speak. And in May, we're actually having the head of the Southeast uh, Small Business Administration that's going to be speaking. And what's uh, really interesting and, and timely is in June, we have the commissioner for the Georgia DOT. It's... <laughs> All, think, all guns checked at the door. I was going to say, like, by then the highway should be reopened so people will be okay by then. Yeah. And I, I was just thinking. Unless I, they're late. Yeah. I'm just thinking, I wonder if uh, Eric is going to change his sign and say, Electro Bike, home of the huge siren. <laughs> no, no, that's not going to happen. No. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for a, a great show. Listeners, we've been talking with Eric Hunger, president of Electro Bike Georgia and Alan Goodman, CEO of the Brookhaven Chamber of Commerce, about the electro bike and traffic and Atlanta and um, the huge siren on the police bike that Eric, <laughs> <laughs> that Eric has uh, designed for the police in Brookhaven. Um, you've been listening to CEO Exclusive. If you want to uh, uh, read key takeaways from the interview, you can check that out on our blog on Thursday. I'm your host, Soyini Koch, and have a profitable, productive, and very prosperous week. Thanks. This show is brought to you by Anona Enterprises, where strategy is your access to money and performance. Learn more at AnonaEnterprises.com.